Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. Welcome to Yolitics, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. All right, uh, Wheeler, this is our last podcast of the year, man. God, how did that get here so fast? I'm glad 2020 is over, man. I, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm grateful that you guys have been listening so much, but I am done with this year. Yeah, I think that probably most people who are listening are done with this year, and hopefully 2021 does bring some uh, happier times, some vaccinated times, some some normalcy again, um, and we hope that we find you well uh, as we head into this holiday season here. Uh, boy, it's been a busy year, though. I mean, here we are uh, a day in. We have an electoral vote total now. It's, it's official now that the yeah. Uh, Electoral College has uh, uh, voted for Joe Biden to be the next president of the country um, after a lot of uh, last ditch efforts by uh, President Trump to uh, change that outcome. Of course, uh, you know, we're still um, more than a month away, though, from the swearing in. So who knows what we see between now and then. And so to take us out of 2020, what beer are you having then? Oh, I forgot to bring my beer in here. Forgot to bring your beer. I forgot to bring my beer. Well, let me tell Should you what I I'm go? having. Yeah, go ahead, man. And let me tell you okay. what I'm having in, in the meantime here. Wait, I'm having, I mean, I want to see what you're having first. I'm having the, uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's going to sway yours. Yeah, that's going to determine. I'm having the uh, the deep winter. Uh, it's a golden porter. It's brewed with cocoa nibs and coffee. It's from uh, wow. uh, Deep Ellen Brewing Company because it's that so sounds cold like a way outside. To, that sounds like a way to wake up right there. This is 7.3%. Oh, that Man. really sounds like a way to wake yeah, up. This okay, is, this is breakfast, lunch, and dinner right here in the can. <laughs> I'll be right back. Now, who, who's not? Who doesn't prepare for this? I mean, Wheeler acts like that. <laughs> really, we haven't been doing this for a year. You shouldn't bring a beer to the podcast. I mean, come on. He was showing me up for weeks. Wheeler, I hope you're better prepared in 2021 than you are for this podcast. See, I'm just going to blame this on 2020 that I thought I had that here. Uh, this, I did it differently than you. Uh, I have a coffee and a beer. You kind of combined it all into one there, it sounds like. Uh, and I'm having a... What am I having? I just grabbed one. Um, I'm having a St. Arnold Fancy Lawnmower nice. today. That's I, like a summer beer, though, isn't it? I don't know. I yeah. saw it and grabbed it. This is from... Um, who makes this? I mean, it's from St. Arnold's, St. Arnold, where right? is that? Where is that? It's in the People's Republic of St. Arnold. I have no idea where it is. I've seen it for a long time. Well, we should know this because they claim on the can here that they are Texas' oldest craft brewery. How is it? Is it? Yeah. Is wow, it? that's embarrassing. Dude, you are an embarrassment this whole podcast. Let's just start over. Let's, let's re-rack this and just start <laughs> over. Take it from the top. That's embarrassing. Hmm. How is it? It is good. It is kind of summery now that you say it. And yeah, on the uh, on the can here, they've got like a soccer ball and a horseshoe and a pink flamingo. So I think it is meant to be kind of a, a summery thing. Well, it's and it's a, and a it's, badminton dart. A a very birdie. very birdie. summery because I'm having a winter ale here. Uh, but mm. it is fitting that you are drinking out of a green can because we have a green Republican 
on our podcast today. I got we a do. call. I got a call the other day, and um, they said, "Hey, do you want to have Trammel Crow on?" I'm like, hmm. "Heck, heck yeah, Trammel Crow! Are you kidding me?" Uh, so wait, 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 wait. Where do you get these calls? First of all, nobody, nobody calls me and says, "Hey, would you like to talk to this guy who is part of this family that has like a billion and a half dollars in assets?" Nobody I, calls me and asks me if I want to talk to those people. First step is you got to answer the phone, Wheeler. That's the ah, first step you got to do. That's there. where I'm missing it. Exactly. So missing uh, all these billionaire calls. <laughs> right. You're talking to me instead, man. You need mm-hmm. to up your game for 2021. <laughs> so for uh, for those of you who don't know, Trammell Crow, um, his father. Trammell Crow Sr., um, he is uh, created a real estate empire, mm-hmm. a real estate development empire. So uh, he had a couple of kids. He had Harlan Crow, who now runs the uh, the, the real estate aspect. And he had uh, Trammell S. Crow, who runs a number of things, including some real estate of his own. So Trammell S. Crow is our guest today, a Dallas native, Texan, mm-hmm. obviously. And he's a Republican, but unlike most Republicans... Uh, Mr. Trammell Escrow is a green Republican, and he mm-hmm. has uh, he, he split with the GOP on, on several key issues right now, controversial issues, Jason. And he is, and, and he's one of these guys who is not afraid to say what is on his mind. He is Texan through and through because there's this. He's he's a character. We'll say that. Uh, and, and he's not afraid to level criticism. He is not afraid to pick up the phone and call Republicans uh, who are in high places uh, and, and let them know what he thinks, even, you know, especially if he disagrees with them. So it, it's not just Jason Whiteley he dials up. Uh, he, he's calling up all of these other people who are policymakers. Uh, he's calling, calling up the power brokers and letting them know uh, what he thinks. In fact, you know, as we talk to him, uh, I won't be surprised if he has, you know, incoming calls back uh, from some of them. Uh, and, and we'll see if he ends up taking those calls and letting us go. <laughs> let, let's go ahead and get over to him now. Hello. Hey, hey Trammell, how are you, sir? Good. Nice to see you. Hey, th- thanks for being here. I'm Jason and my colleague Jason is here, too. So it's easy to remember. Just say Jason. Oh, no. Respond. Oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't get easier than that, though. Tremel, let me ask you about the biggest issue out there right now when it comes to the environment, and that's climate change. And there is a stark divide between the two political parties on climate change. Democrats say we've got to address it immediately and take drastic action. Republicans on the other side say, you know, hey, this is just something that's it's cyclical with our planet. And my question to a lot of Republicans are, 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 you, are, you, are you taking it seriously enough? Do you think the GOP is taking climate change seriously enough? Oh, well, of course not. Uh, they had their heads in the sand. Uh, many of them have been deniers, flat out. Uh, many of them have repressed science. Uh, I'm a Republican. I get a lot of flack for it. Um, and the, uh, the oil industry over the years has spent 10 times more lobbying against it, or I would say, in addition to their disinformation campaign, 10 times more than the environmental groups have spent to further it. Uh, but Republicans were much more in accordance with climate change in uh, this, the 70s and, and the 80s when it really first became an issue. There was a sea change. 
Uh, so how do you change that? You're an influential guy. How do you how do you change that at the individual politician level? Well, we work with folks like Lindsay. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, uh, work with some uh, think tanks that are uh, uh, centrist or right of center in uh, in Washington. Who, I mean, the majority of registered Republicans do not believe in serious man-made climate change at this time. But the majority of people who vote Republican, the vast majority of people who vote Republican do. Hmm. Uh, uh, Yale and George Mason universities uh, have climate communication departments that really study it a lot. Uh, so, you know, we're down here in Texas and that's one of the places where they, where they, they don't. I'm not sure if I answered your question. Well, let me ask, let me expand on that question. Do you ever call uh, Senator Ted Cruz or John Cornyn, Senator Cornyn or, or Senator Graham and say, hey, come on, you, you know this isn't right or, or, you know, at least hear me out on this. Do you ever call them and, and, and try to bend their ear and change yeah, their uh, mind on the, uh, on the climate? Not uh, the last one that you said, but Cornyn and uh, Cruz, yes, and I've sat with them here at the House what is- or with Cruz. Uh, he was between two Democrats when I sat with him. And uh, uh, as I recall, he was not denying climate change. Yeah, well, Senator Cruz does not deny climate change. He just says that it's cyclical and that, that it's always happened on mm-hmm. this planet. It's man-made is what the GOP, so many in the Republican Party say is not happening, uh, that it would happen It would happen regardless. I didn't recall that he still, uh, still felt that way uh, at least the last time I, I talked to him, that that was what he said. Um, like when he was at when he was at your house there. I mean, w- was he taking it seriously? Was he entertaining it? Was he listening to you? Uh, John Cornyn? Uh, 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 absolutely. John Cornyn just got uh, six more years in the Senate, though. He's a very powerful figure yeah. in the Senate. Um, do you have high hopes that uh, something might? come from him or that he might support something big as far as climate change goes? I, I certainly do. And I believe he will. Uh, if it has the, the right uh, 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 incentives and, and, and without heavy handed regulation, I uh, don't none of them are willing to talk about uh, a carbon tax. But I've been in rooms, small rooms with CEOs of oil companies who have pushed their fingers into the chest of the senators and said, we want to know the rules. Give us a carbon tax. Hmm. Wow. Do you, do you see, Trammell, do you see any um, any policies that the Trump administration implemented over the last four years being overturned or changed by uh, Biden? Yeah, uh, many of them. Uh, hmm. Really? Certainly the, the, uh, 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 the, the, the cop talks. Uh, we have led in emission reductions. Uh, uh, we haven't met our goals, but nobody else has. Uh, it's a complicated uh, question, but the question should not be, why should we do anything if China's not or if India's not? And, and they're making progress, you know. Uh, you uh, have been described as a green Republican, um, and and you were all about the environment uh, in in a lot of circles before it was something cool to be for. Um, Which wasn't wasn't you, until very recently down here. 
Yeah, it, 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 Texas Texas sat on the sidelines there a little bit compared to some other parts of the country uh, for quite a while. What are your thoughts as as a new administration takes over? You know, maybe it doesn't align with necessarily a, a, a lot of your politics, but uh, you know, speaking environmentally, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's, it's, it's fantastic environmentally. Uh, I think that man calls climate change is a, a, a no brainer. The the uh, the, the extent, the degree, and especially what to do about it are good subjects of controversy. Uh, I believe in my, my Republican heart that the, the best ways to solve all these problems, and it's not just climate, you know, uh, there'll be some ex- ex- wonderful ex- uh, species going extinct before we have severe climate problems, I think. Uh, that their best approach uh, uh, with uh, uh, free enterprise, with incentives. And there, of course, there have to be rules. And uh, I hope that the Biden administration is uh, moderate about those. The, the, the literal Green New Deal as espoused by AOC was, you know, a pile. Um, uh, but as an environmentalist, I, I really, really am uh, uh, greeting a, a great new day. There's a lot of uh, uh, cause for it. And whereas we've had wonderful entree into the Republican Party, we do in the Democratic Party just by definition, right? It's an environment. So uh, we'll be uh, working closely with Department of Ag, Department of Interior, Department of Energy, Tell us, uh, yeah, working closely to do what specifically? What are some specific things you'd like to see uh, President-elect Biden really work on from agriculture, from energy, uh, et cetera? What's your top what top five list or top three list? Well, well, uh, one of the most important things, uh, I'm not a policy wonk at all, but it, it, <laughs> it, it certainly is climate uh, because of uh, the urgency and the, uh, you know, the, the, the problems that are ahead of us. I happen to uh, believe, and this is a, a contrarian attitude to uh, a typical environmentalists, that population is uh, t- t- technically the, the source of the problems. I don't mean that human beings don't belong here, but uh, 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 I don't know if that will be uh, dealt with. Innovation through Department of Energy, uh, Nuclear is extremely important, and environmental groups in the last few years have come around. You know, they used to be pro-nuclear, the environmental groups. Uh, so I think uh, there'll be headway there. Sid Miller, the Ag Commissioner, that was the phone ringing a moment ago, has fantastic sustainable farming practices. Trammell, was that the uh, Agriculture Commissioner, Sid Miller, calling you a moment uh-huh. ago when the phone rang? Wow. Did he leave you a voicemail? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it's going to take to sway the Republican Party to get on board with climate change and enact legislation that, that might impact some of this? It's a, tough, it's a tough question. Is it doable, do you think, that, that, that the GOP will, will take this seriously? Oh, it's only a matter of time. If one believes that uh, cl- climate change is happening, uh, if one believes that uh, droughts are occurring, and if one wants to 
uh, uh, hypothecate that all this extreme weather is really a figment of uh, climate, which I don't uh, know this, the scientists are really saying that yet. Uh, uh, it'll be in their faces before long. I'm not trying to be an, uh, an alarmist. Water will be the first thing. Uh, Mark, Mark Twain did not say, but is said to say, have said, liquor is for drinking and water is for fighting over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like that. <laughs> Trammell, I wanted to ask you, um, do you see a difference when, I mean, you have, you know, important people, uh, powerful people calling your cell phone there just in the middle of this podcast. You have people over for dinner. Um, do you see a difference sometimes, a stark difference when you talk to someone in elected office about climate change and get their thoughts about that? And then you see their legislative record or their voting record. Do you see stark differences between what you hear in private and what you see in public? Sometimes, absolutely. Yes. Texas will go green. Texas is the energy capital. And, of course, by far the wind power state. We will lead. It's only a matter of time. Uh, uh, Shell with its great innovation, uh, Conoco, I believe, uh, the Austin Technology Incubator. Uh, uh, there's 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 a lot of things people just don't realize that are here, and uh, the the greatest economic opportunities and jobs will be in the green world in my opinion. And do you think that's going to take a long time? No. And I, I don't know just what, but I, 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 it won't be decades at all before Texas turns light green, guys. Texas is going to turn light green. Mm. I mean, we're great conservationists. I've been down in South Texas so many times with uh, uh, hunters and ranchers building water troughs for animals. So this hands-on conservation, uh, we have a right to be proud of it. We have a right to be skeptical of armchair environmentalists, not that they're all that way. But when Texas turns light green, America's going to turn dark green. What do you think about the climate now in Texas as far as businesses go? Uh, haven't they started to step up or, they or are really, they not doing a great really, job with this? really have. I don't know which list it was or what the measure was, but a, a recent list said that Texas Instrument was overall the most sustainable corporation in America. Uh, Kimberly Dallas-based. Wow. Yeah. Uh, sustainable ranching and sustainable farming is something that people are appreciating more now. You know, it, it was something like if, if we were all vegetarians, we could all drive Hummers. <laughs> That's how important transportation, uh, uh, agriculture. So sustainable ranching and sustainable farming, uh, I think, will uh, because of the increased awareness uh, be on the uh, uh, legislative slate. 
Uh, obviously, though, uh, you know, we we keep seeing divided government uh, in D.C. And um, I think climate change uh, arguably has been a, a democratic issue, a democratic priority for a long time. Uh, maybe not so much uh, with the GOP, although there are you know some elements in the party. How much do you reach out to influential Republicans, and what is the response back if you do? I know they take your call. Uh, are you? Do you work the phones? Are you? Are They'll you trying to, least, to move that? At, at least once, unless I'm a donor. Uh, we, we've uh, networked with the Republican congressmen and senators a great deal, and part of it has been with the uh, guidance of Lindsey Graham on climate, and then the. Uh, uh, the, the liberal uh, senator uh, uh, Sheldon Whitehouse are, are kind of the two leads, and we they have hosted for us uh, about three uh, dinners of a uh, dozen congressmen or senators who sat next to each other and talked uh, about climate, Republicans and Democrats. Sometimes Lindsey or Sheldon's had to bang his shoe on the table, but it's, it really has worked. Hmm. Uh, I would I would worry. Uh, I, I didn't do any homework and nobody told me where you all stand, but we're not on the air, are we? Uh, we're, we're only recording, so we're not. Yeah. Oh, this is, we're, we're this not, is it. Okay. I'm, I wouldn't, this, this is it. I, I wouldn't, a lot of people ask us. They're, they're surprised, too, that this is actually it. But this this really is it. Uh, this is as uh, professional but, as we get. This is, yeah, we didn't do a lot of homework either, so uh, let's let's stumble through this together. Thanks for having me. Did I saw that movie uh, Social Dilemma last night? Have you seen that or heard oh, about that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a scary. You movie. know, there was a term in there, extreme center. I don't remember that term, yeah. but yes, I, I think Jason is an extremist. I think a center. I, I, extremist. I think we're trying to be extreme center here, and then uh, we just let the guest fill in the other corners <laughs> or make his own <laughs> stupid mistakes. <laughs> yeah, or that, or both. Take us take us back and tell us how Trammell S. Crow became an environmentalist, I, a conservationist. I have a, a very stock uh, response. Oh, don't give a stock. Don't give no, us something no stock it's, a, it's a great it's a great story. My brother went to military school in the eighth grade, and I was in the sixth. And he came home for Thanksgiving. Now, to uh, about two years older than I, Harlan, who runs the company. And you can imagine how much I had missed him. And uh, Thanksgiving seemed like a, you know, forever. And it was a Norman Rockwell moment with the big brother in uniform coming home. As I was kind of looking up his uh, uh, pressed slacks with the stripe up the side, he taught me three words. Politics, population, and environment. They were all new words to me. Uh, now, now, by the way, Harlan proceeded to forget the second two words, and is yeah. uh, more involved politically than I. But actually, at that moment, uh, the the media was starting to cover environmental things. Things were going uh, awry. You know, rivers hadn't started burning quite that time. But uh, so, for I suppose seeing pictures in the Saturday Evening Post, uh, that word became the most important cause in the world to me at that time. Tremble, before we let you go, um, what do you want your legacy to be? <laughs> uh, uh, that I was a good man? 
and I was a good father. Hmm. It's about like my work's not about legacy. Uh, uh, I have my name on a, on a new building down at Paul Quinn College, and I'm mighty proud. But uh, just, you know, the, the spirit of Earth Day was volunteerism and everybody. So when it gets go? down to it, though, good man and good dad. Hey, this is something we all aspire to be. You, if know? you guys are driving down uh, Turtle Creek Boulevard, uh, down by the theater center. Stop on by. I'd love to. We, 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 we might do that sometime. You never know. We might knock on your door. Okay. We'll, we'll let you get back and return that call to the uh, to the ag commissioner there since he, he called you during the middle of the podcast. Thank you here. very Thanks much. so much. Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate the time. Nice Thank you, Trammell. Nice to meet you, Jason. Bye, Jason. Trammell S. Crow there, guys. He is uh, he's an eccentric guy, a fascinating guy, and he's generous with his time. We talked to him uh, for, for quite a while there. And I, I called it. He got calls, uh, and, and we know who at least one of those calls was from, and he didn't let us go to take it. Hey, we're, we're moving up in the world, man. That's a good point. Well, I, I mean, I've got, I, I've got Whiteley on the line with me here, so, you know, he wasn't going to let us go. Never put me on hold, man, ever, for, for, <laughs> for any reason. So as we as we move into 2021, let me ask you this, Jason. What, what's your um, what's your resolution for this new year? Uh, to make it as much unlike 2020 as possible. Uh, I I never do resolutions. Do you actually do those? No, I don't. But you know, I never. Uh, do. I mean, I heard I was listening on the radio after I dropped my kid off at school today, and and. Uh, <laughs> the radio host was talking about how 2020 was really a reset. I've heard that before. You know, mental reset, uh, you know, spiritual reset, all, all that type stuff, and it, it really is. You know, I, mm-hmm. for better or for worse, you now you, you spend a lot more time around, uh, you know, family, neighbors. I've right. gotten to know, uh, you know, more folks on my street, walked the neighborhood, and, and ridden bikes around the neighborhood a heck of a lot more. I, I hope some of those aspects, and I think they will, will carry on into twenty twenty one. But yeah. but as far I, as the uncertainty and the virus and all that crap, I'm done. It needs to go. Um, I, I, I hate to admit this, um, you know, because we do talk about how bad 2020 has been. It's, you know, kind of a joke now uh, among a lot of people. There are some things I've, I've really liked about the year, though. Like? You know, like things that you hope survive the pandemic. Well, like, and I hate to even say it out loud, because if you say it out loud, then somebody's going to hear it and mess it up. But like work, you know, like it, it changed. It's more flexible. I've never been more productive, I think, than now when I'm doing this weird hybrid thing where I'm in the office some, but I do some work from home, which I never did before. Uh, and, and I think it just, it works better. And I think a lot of people are in that boat. Uh, but you know that things are just going to reflexively probably go back to what they were um, back before it all started, once everything gets normal again. I don't know, man. I, I hope they don't. And if our boss is listening to the program, yes. I, oh, I, I'm in trouble now. No, I mean, dude, I, I've been... I've been. You never want to let the boss know, though, that you really like a situation. 
because uh, don't you think don't you think that if they think you really really like a situation that there might be something wrong with that situation if you're that happy about it they'll put you back on the uh, the assembly line for uh, what ten hours a day then <laughs> you're gonna make this widget you're gonna stand right, right here yeah so it, yeah I don't know. yeah we'll I mean you know bosses want to see people I, I get that but I, I agree with you about productivity man it's just I, oh. I, I feel a heck of a lot more productive. Uh, in 2020 with this workflow now it's weird I mean, yeah my, my wife just ran out of the room here a moment ago telling my five-year-old to be quiet because daddy's recording a podcast <laughs> but other than that i mean it, it takes a village yeah, to get the job done. absolutely man but I, i'm looking forward to the new year uh you know huge year politically um yeah you know not only with president-elect biden to be sworn in um what a month from now uh we'll yeah. also have a brand new uh legislature and uh, that starts at the first of the year. And well. uh, this is the year. This is going to be the year that we have redistricting again because of the new census. And there's going to be some fights over that. And uh, we'll see, you know, how much of a battle Democrats can put up after Republicans did so well uh, here in Texas in this last election. So it's going to be chock full of stuff this year, not to mention the politics that will be surrounding, and there's always politics with this kind of stuff, the politics that will be surrounding the vaccine delivery here in Texas, because it gets, you know, there's it gets political by its nature. That's where the decisions are made as to who gets it and when and how and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I'm in line for it whenever uh, it's available to me. Uh, I do have a resolution. I came up you, with a you resolution. You came up with one? It's yeah. The, the beer I, brought it out of you, right? Yeah, I hate to make these because, you know, as you know, Jason, I'm always trying to improve, not just, you know, <laughs> according to what the calendar says. But in 2021, I'm going to try to make my uh, questions shorter in our conversations. My friend, that will take more than one year to accomplish. <laughs> For our longtime listeners, you, you might wonder why you don't hear Jason Whiteley very much in this podcast. It's, I, I try to ask questions, but, but Wheeler will make a oh, statement, geez. then he'll ask a question, then he'll answer his question. And then I'll ask another so question. So aggrieved. <laughs> so for our uh, our guests in 2020, we apologize. This has been the Jason Wheeler Show. Uh, but we hope our guests in the next year will have some more, uh, more airtime here. I'm going to work on it. Happy New Year to you, man. Yeah, happy New Year to you. Happy holidays, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we will see you in a better year, hopefully. Uh, first week of 2021, we're back on.